T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome in to Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock, and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now. Welcome back into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thank you guys so much for listening. Apologies for missing the episode last week, although we did kind of hint that it might happen because I was out last week and uh, Patrick's uh, working a real nine to five now. So <laughs> he is risen. What? <laughs> we going Easter on this here? Well, yeah. Well, you were gone for the non he is risen. Yes. And I was here for the he is risen. Uh, so we're calling it the Easter Passover week off. Yes. Okay. I went to church no i did i did no i did i did but why though uh well is that is that part of the family that uh my future mother-in-law and her husband ah. asked and i said you know what you're phenomenal i i love my future mother-in-law she's good. fantastic good so i obliged you got it Although it's it's you didn't difficult. turn into a ball of flames when you walked <laughs> no. into the door. <laughs> it's difficult for me, you know. Like I mean, I can you know I can keep myself together and and you know be respectful of and course. polite. Um, but it's it's definitely a challenge just based on who I am and kind of how I was raised and what I've discovered on my own. Uh, uh, you know, and as I can be a very opinionated, you know, human being in my adult age, uh, it, it's it's not easy. Yeah, it's only about an hour though, so you can get through it. I mean, anybody can get through it. Yeah, I've done it before. I mean, I'm not particularly religious, even though I am Jewish, but I, I'm, I've always said I'm more of a cultural Jew than a religious Jew. Mm. But I've been invited to church before, and I'm I've more gone. more of a cultural Christian than a religious <laughs> Christian. Ah! No, I'm joking. Sorry, I don't, sorry, I don't sorry. know if that works. Sorry this, to offend. Just I don't know if that's the same Making way. bad jokes. Um, but I've been to a couple of services, and some of them have been actually, I mean, fun is not the word I would use, but uh, fine mm. or enjoyable even. Sure. Um, and then others have been like, oh, my God, why am I? Yeah. Like there's like it's like dragging and it's like I always study public speaking. Yeah. I'm always like, how's this person's message going across? Usually they're pretty good. Yeah. And you're kind of like, oh, this guy's bringing it. They're, they're not a pastor or a priest for nothing. Yeah. They know what they're like, doing. All right. All right. They know what they're doing. What they're doing. Well, apologies for missing last week's episode, but uh, you can find us most places. You can find podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Omni, Odyssey, app, 1080thefan.com. And then uh, social media, Instagram.com slash beers on us is our hub. Uh, we're going to do a mini tasting room episode today. I had three beers in the fridge. I brought them all in, and we're like, hey, let's just drink them and try them. I think they're actually three really fascinating beers. Let's just chat the beers. And it is three 
well, I guess technically four breweries I've never had before. Uh, the two in the collab on the far right. Oh, the middle one, and then on the far left. Oh, it's like the last beer we've had. We've had thousands of these beers. Yeah, but not <clears throat> the people sure, they collabed sure. with. So it's it's a ton of new, and that's the reason I picked them in the first place to drink by myself, mm-hmm. and I didn't have them. And I think they're actually perfect podcast beers. And just trying new beers yes. in general is fun. And uh, the first or new one, breweries, I should say. The first one's a super unique style I've never seen. Uh, the second one is obviously a style we've had, and the third one is my fave. So uh, we'll get to that here momentarily, and we're going to pick our beer of the week out of these three beers. Week in beer wise, I was in Jersey. Yes, and Jersey. I've talked about their attempt at having a craft beer scene down by the shore. I will. Yep, my parents live down there now. My aunt and uncle live down there, so uh, I was down at the ocean. It was very nice, and I continue to try local craft beer and i continue to be very underwhelmed in jersey Uh, i did get one beer that was local that i thought was good or at least interesting enough to enjoy it was cape may brewing uh cape may is the southernmost point of the jersey shore okay for those who do not know and it was a white stout it was a Oh, yeah, we've seen these. We've had this on the pod before. Culmination had one. Yes. Uh, It was an ode to um, Big Lebowski, and it was a white Russian white stout. And I didn't see that it was a white stout. I was like, ooh, a white Russian. I like that. I I liked when we had the the Brood Abides from Mm -hmm. Pelican, which was a white Russian stout. And I poured it, and it was clear, and I was like, what beer am I drinking? Hello? And uh, at first I was like, I don't know if I like this, but the flavors were really good. It really did give you the white Russian vibe. Mm-hmm. And it was way lighter because it was a white stout. It didn't have that like rich sugariness of a, of a regular stout. Uh, my dad enjoyed it quite a bit as well, which I was surprised by because he's a pretty classic stout drinker. He doesn't you know, go too far left mm-hmm. or right over that. Um, so that was a local Jersey beer that I had that was really good. The best beer I had on the entire trip was a brewery we have had on the podcast before. Yingling. No. I'm not drinking Ling. Oh, okay. Uh, Victory Brewing. Uh, Victory. They are out of Pennsylvania. They are. Philly? I think they're just like in a small town somewhere. Okay. But uh, I had a a pills from them that my uncle had in his fridge, and he had one left. The Primo Pills? It was the Primo that Pills. That is their flagship beer. It was really good. It's really stinking good. Like, really good. That's one of the best, like, especially mass-produced Pilsners in America. Really? Mm, I believe it I believe it even has some uh, GBF behind it, too. I didn't know that. Mm. It was uh, it was very West Coast in style. It had a lot of hop character in it, and it was super fresh and clean. I was very happy with that beer. Um, I also had, my uncle always has resin, which is the double IPA from... Brooklyn Brewing, I think it is. Uh, it's in these really small, like bullet-shaped cans. Uh, that's really good. I have that as well. And then I bought Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Whoa! It's been, Whoa. A, wh- <laughs> it's been a while. I bought that. And it's been a while. I had. Uh, I got some Founders IPA, which was pretty solid. My dad is a big fan of Scotch ales. Mm. And we got a... Shocker, I tell you. Is he <laughs> over the age of 50? He is. Is he semi-new to craft beer? Uh, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> that definitely. sounds right about right. He is a big fan of Scotch Ales, and it was, I believe, a founder Scotch Ale. 
It was really good. Oh, I've actually had that beer. It really? is really good. Yeah. In no way, shape, or form am I ever interested in a scotch beer. But I've had the Founders, and it's not bad. It's it pretty was, good. It was good. Um, so I had that. I had the Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. I did get a Founders IPA, which I thought was solid for what it was. It was pretty malty, which is to be expected. But um, that was pretty good. And I think we got one more in our total wine trip. Uh, I can't remember right now. But... Uh, the, the main part of the story is not the beer. It was how bad the total wine experience was. <laughs> uh, my dad went there last time I went and he picked some beers for me. And I was like, he was like, let me just bring you when you come in. I was like, okay, cool. I can pick it myself. I'm going up to these cans that look good. Checking dates. Huh? No, it's like six months, six months old. I'm not kidding. Yeah. It is April. <clears throat> I left Hoppy beers, uh, all beers. Oof. I, I in but I was looking at hoppy beers. I lifted the can spe- September twenty first can date. That's insane. I went. Are you kidding me? I saw some January stuff on the shelves at Seven Fred Meyer ago. the other day. Yeah, that's that right. I wasn't real jazzed about. Not not great. But it's not September. Uh, and then there's of course if you're a, a big beer brewery, you now do the Best Buy date <laughs> to trick everybody and. Uh, there was one beer that I did buy that was Best Buy six months from then. And I was like, that's probably safe, right? That's probably good. Then there was a Best Buy uh, like two weeks from then. And I went, no. If it's Best Buy <laughs> no! May 1st, how old is that beer? How long has that been sitting there? So every time I experience this, I get reminded of how lucky we are here mm-hmm. to go to a place to be able to largely get fresh beer and compared to the rest of the country definitely get fresh beer <laughs> even if we're going to safeway and it's two months old that's fresher than anything you're getting in most other places right, in this country that's, that's the truth um i just it gives me a huge appreciation for where we live the quality of beer that we have the options that we have because most places in this country just don't live up to it and the beers they do have are not very good mm-hmm 98% of the IPAs in New Jersey are hazy. Oh, that makes sense. I know. It's because approachable. It, it's, it's easy. Well, it's trendy, too. Right. They're trying to catch on to these trends. Mm-hmm. And I looked, I'm like, and they're not even good hazies. Like, like they're the chalky, yeah. poorly made hazies. We're not talking like good New England style beers from some of the classic breweries up there or even right. some of the better hazies we've had recently here on the podcast. I'm talking like juice chalk bombs. Oof. And ooh. Really, really, really rough. So it just makes me appreciate every single time I go there that I can come home and have this wonderful selection of beers in front of me at our own supermarkets. Yeah, I'm traveling to Minnesota in two weeks, and we'll, well see how decent, that goes. They've got a decent craft beer scene Yeah, I'm there. excited. I'm going with open mind, and I can't wait to walk into a store and buy a bunch of famous Midwest beer that I've never had before, mm. and hopefully it's fresh, and uh, I'm I'm really excited. I'll do some podcast research. I haven't decided if I'm checking a bag or not. We should do a Minneapolis episode when you get back. Yeah, I haven't decided if I'm checking a bag or not, um, just because of some logistics in my travel schedule, um, but if I do check a bag, I will most likely bring some beer home. Okay. If I find some stuff that's good. My week in beer, uh, I crushed a six-pack of Pelican Pilsner. Very nice. It was fresh. It tasted fantastic. I was exactly what I wanted, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, and that's kind of my only like beer drinking weekend beer. Um, on Monday and Tuesday, I moved forty seven and a half barrels of beer out the door. Wow! From grains of wrath. How sore were your arms in two days? No, I didn't personally move it. 
but like oh. it was purchased and exited the building. <laughs> no, I don't do stuff like that. Have you felt these hands? They're so soft. I've never worked a hard day in my life. You're beyond that now. I lifted a keg the other day and I think I strained a peck. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me you're in your mid thirties without telling me you're in, you're in, you're in your mid thirties. Yeah, right. You still think you can do it, yeah. but then you hurt yourself immediately. Yeah, totally, totally. But it was just cool, really wild. Like I've never done anything like that before. Like all of a sudden, everybody wanted a bunch of beer. And it was like, here you go. That means you're doing your job well, huh? I said, no, it doesn't. Because then I found out I moved too much beer out the door. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> still uh, learning, still learning. Yeah, yeah. But it was just fun. Just kind of a cool learning trick in, in what's going on with I, me. I, I did. I mean, I'm 32, but I, I'm moving this week. And the last two days, I've done a ton of like just trips back and forth with boxes. And, mm. and Saturday is the big furniture day. But like I've just been packing and... The house that we're renting is close to my apartment, so I'm I'm able just to do back and forths. My body is in agony today. Yeah. And like when I moved two years ago originally with my dad, mm-hmm. I was tired. I was fine. Yeah. I'm just I'm not even talking. I haven't even gotten to furniture day yet. Yeah. I'm petrified of Saturday. Oh, I paid someone to do it. I wish I could afford that, but yeah. I can't. I actually got a cheap deal if you want to know. Well, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you want to know. I mean, I think we're just doing it ourselves. Okay. That's okay. We already rented the U-Haul. And but yeah, I lifted. Oh, they're U-Haul friendly. Ah. Just saying. I'll hook you up if you want. Interesting. <laughs> uh, but yeah, all I did was lift a keg and put it in the back of my truck, and I was like, and I'm dying. <laughs> and now I'm dead. <laughs> and that was four days ago, five days ago, and my pec is still strained. Yes. Like, I bend over, and I'm like, ooh, that hurts. Yep. You don't even use that muscle to bend over. Yeah. I had it the other day where I was I was lifting weights and I strained like my my left chest or my oblique or whatever down mm-hmm. there. It hurt for like six days. Yeah, dude. I was like, what? When do I recover from this? When can I lift again? I'm dying. Yeah, I know I'm dying. Yeah, we're getting old. It's okay. People who are older than us are listening. Like, shut the hell up. You're 32 and what are you? 35 now? Oh, that was nice of you, Mike. I'll be 37 in June. <laughs> okay. Well. <laughs> um. Anyway, let's get to. Our mini tasting room episode this week. Three very unique beers. The first of which is a collaboration between a brewery that Patrick has mentioned probably double digit times at this Rave point. Rave about. And a brewery we haven't heard of before. We are drinking the Keller Bitter from Lowercase out of Seattle. Who is Patrick's uh, man crush right who now? Who is one of my huge crushes. Anytime I'm in Seattle, I love, love their beer. I guess I that love, would be a beer crush on a man crush. I love drinking their stuff. And then Halcyon. Okay. Halkine. How, I, I, I think it's Halcyon. Halcyon. Yeah. Also out of Seattle. I had not heard of them. Um, a softly carbonated interpretation of two of our very favorite styles blended into one recipe. Sourced with the finest beer ingredients known between Germany and England, Maris, Vienna, Middle Fruit, and Goldings. Well, thanks. I wanted to know what this beer was. It's uh, a Keller and it's a bitter. Yeah. So it's like an ESB and a Keller beer. I do have a lowercase shirt that says run ESB okay. in the run DMC Great. lettering. So that's definitely their contribution to this. And then the other one is a Keller. Is a Keller beer. Um, and Keller beers, you, you know, Keller beers are not far off from the Festbier, Merz in Vienna world. They're lighter though, They're right? definitely their own thing, but they're kind of in that world um, as they talk here, Maris, Vienna, Middlefru, and Goldings. Yeah. Uh, you know, are, are there ingredients? That's all German style. Yeah, Middlefru right. is your hops. I think Goldings is the hops too, but Maris Otter and Vienna Malt are definitely the shiners in this. I think this beer is really cool. 
Yeah, I, I saw you take a sip and you went ooh, and then poured more into your glass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I'm really into beers uh, that feature Vienna Mall. I just think there's something really awesome and flavorful about them. Uh, it does feel a little more full bodied than like uh, 5.2 would suggest. Is that the ESB lager. coming in? Maybe, maybe something like that. I'd be really curious to know just a lot more about the design of this beer like what are you going for i struggle with killers personally there's a flavor in that style of beer that i don't like very much yeah i get it a little bit in this beer but i think the fact that it's not a full-on killer beer and it's actually it's it's the collab of the two styles it almost makes me like the keller better Mm -hmm. because it kind of smooths out the rough edges of that beer style in my opinion uh, the, uh, it does have a good mouthfeel. The body's really solid, and it it is unique. I've never had anything like this before. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of talking about. Um, I just saw something. Uh, it's yeah, it's just talking about blending the two styles, getting that Keller action into there, uh, and and to just kind of backload it with a little bitterness. I don't find the bitterness overall like too much. No, no, definitely not. I like this beer, but there there's a. Whatever is in a Keller beer, there's a flavor in it or whatever the process is. It just doesn't sit well with me. And I do get it in this beer. So it's a little sweet. I probably should have been uh, more aware of that when I when I saw it. But I was like, lowercase. Patrick talks about them. I'll get this one. And I didn't even look. I was just like, ah, OK. I do like their spot. They're right next to Great Notion, south of the uh, stadiums in Seattle. Mm. There's not a lot of cool little tap house. Not a lot of stuff south of the stadiums. Like is there? south of Georgetown, the neighborhood. I mean, Georgetown Brewery is actually not far from them. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like last time I went to the stadiums, there was Pyramid right there. Well, that's right there. This this is not like a, just a walk. This is a little jump, but oh, it's okay. right off I five. Okay, and easy to get there. I can't recommend the place more. I would I would like there to be more options really close to the stadiums. Yeah, that ain't gonna happen. There's like nothing there. Rainiers and White Claws at all the dive bars. Yeah, yeah. That's the best we can do for you, Mikey. <laughs> Ooh, Mikey, you haven't called me that in a very long time. Oh, has it time. been a little while? Well, I mean, you usually just call me Michael now. Maybe I've maybe I've just missed you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, okay. Second beer is a West Coast IPA from Central Coast Brewing. Have you heard of them before? Yes, no. No, yes. Okay. It sounds familiar, but it's not like screaming from the brain. I felt very similarly when I saw the can. I was like, Central Coast, Washington, right? Nope, <laughs> it's California. <laughs> so there's something in there that, that is Central Coast. Uh, this is just, they're in San Luis Obispo, by the way, and there's no information on here at all. Uh, it's 7%, Mike. I it can says, see that. Oh, sorry. It <laughs> says Real California Beer. Real California and Beer. And it's your lucky day. Uh, it doesn't even say West Coast IPA, but the little thing at Market of Choice said West Coast IPA. Well, what's so. really fun is this, what does it say, real California beer? Yeah. Boy, it smells like it. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. When I smell this beer, I'm like, boy, that smells like California. How come? What do you get out of the nose? Uh, it's it's like a hop character. It's like you can almost smell that the malt profile is low, mm. and the hop character is really up front. Um, kind of like, uh, uh, I get that a lot with like field work. Um, with a lot of their beers or cellar maker, um, some of those breweries that are in kind of central California, I get a lot of that kind of idea out mm-hmm. of them. Um, well, this is at 
about your max of days old. I think it's about 45 days old at this point. I think a lot of that Cal- when it's when it's that lower malt, and I don't know, I haven't tasted it yet, but in some of that California stuff that's lower malt, more hop aggressive, I get a lot of pineapple. Mm. A lot of pineapple, a lot of- In the nose? Mango, in nose and flavor. Um, and I get- It is very tropical in the nose. Yeah, sure. I get- I get big pineapple in this, mm-hmm. um, which could be like a galaxy thing. It could be anything. You talk, and I'll look it up. Um, it is very pineapple so I don't know if you're going to love this beer, because I know that's not a flavor you, you like in your IPAs, but um, really tropical. I don't love the nose, which is interesting, because it does have a very good hop character, but it's almost like... This is probably the wrong word to use because it comes off off as disparaging. I'm not trying to be, but it's like a little sour in the nose a little bit, Hmm. um, at least to me. But the flavor's good, and there's no off flavors that I can can tell. It's just a very heavy pineapple forward flavor, which I know you're not going to love. 2016 World Beer Cup Gold, 2018 GABF Bronze. For this beer? For this beer. Nice. Mosaic Simcoe Centennial. So not pineapple hops at all. No. Is that an age thing then? I don't know, man. Because usually that does not give you any of that distinct pineapple flavor. Loaded with grapefruit, dank pine, and tropical fruit aromas and a pungent citrusy hop flavor. Well, it is tropical fruit aromas. Yeah. That's true. But I get, I, I, maybe it's the age of it, but I get like pineapple in the flavor too. I don't get a lot of mosaic I don't get a lot of what I'm used to getting in Mosaic, Centennial, Simcoe combo. When was this beer canned? Uh, Early March. So 45 days old. I think this beer is really banging. You like it? I think this beer is great. Awesome. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, I really like where the body is on this beer. Everything I said about Central California beers, scratch. (laughs) Yeah, there's actually really cool malt profile on this beer. And I think the hop character is nice. It's a clean finish. Maybe, I mean, I like the flavor. I mean, maybe so. grapefruit is a better term. I don't know if this is like uh, the uh, like Stockholm syndrome, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. you know, persuasion sort of thing. Well, did I just say Stockholm? You syndrome? did. I'm like, you're not trapped by the beer, Patrick. <laughs> 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 it's forever now. <laughs> you're not falling in love God, with your I love captor. You. You're the best. <laughs> <laughs> I'm changing everything I thought about Central California beer because of you. Yeah, I think this is really cool. I think it's a little soft. I think it could be a little bitter. But that's kind of California, isn't it? Yeah. A little softer in their IPAs. I get a little touch of like alcohol sweetness, but I think the hop character is just really cool in this beer. Wow. What was it? Mosaic Simcoe Centennial? Yeah. I mean, that's like the the king trio at this point for this this podcast. Well, Citra Mosaics. No, no, for this podcast. What, we're just loving Centennial these days? Well, we love Simcoe Mosaic, and we kind of don't care about the third hop because those two are really good together. Well, and we always call it the holy trinity of Simcoe Mosaic Citra. Ah. Because all three of those together, or two of the three, are phenomenal. And obviously, I'm forgetting Strata as well. We do love Strata here. Yeah, she is cute. Yeah, she's the best. She's sexy. (laughs) We fight over her a little bit, but she's okay sharing. You know, I'm married to Mosaic, and she's awesome. She's absolutely fantastic, but you know, like the meme, when Strata walks by, you get that, ooh, Ooh, hello, hello. I think this beer is really cool. I'm really happy you like this beer because I have often on this podcast brought in IPAs that I'm like, let's give it a shot. And you like 95% of the time are like, nope. 
Yeah. And this time you were like, this is banging. I'm kind of really into this. Yeah, I wish it was a little more bitter. By the bitter. way, two in a row. You like the first one, yeah, too. Yeah, I wish it was a little more bitter. I wish it was a little more dry. Um, but that's kind of nitpicking it. Uh, I think this is really cool. You got this at Market of Choice? I did. I wonder who's distributing this. I, I saw, when I went wow, there- this is an expensive beer. Well, it's Market of Choice. Um, I mean, six bucks a can? It's market of choice. Okay. Depending on the distributor and how rare it is, uh, you'll get you'll get up there sometimes. But um I just I've never picked beers that you've liked mm. at that I just like grab at at a random chance. God, I'm getting so much like more orange. And right I've hit now. two of three now. Like orange citrus. Not like orange zest, because I wish it had more bitterness. You don't say. I do like bitter beers. I got some bitter on the last sip there. Did you? Yeah. I so like funny. This. We spent so long drinking bitter beers to the point where we were like, I can't do it anymore. Stop. He's already dead. <laughs> and now you and want then, bitter and again. Like, and now we're like, well, I think the hazy thing. Yeah. And the hazy thing comes around. Well, and the then, hazy thing and, and the, the West, fact. And the West Coasts were trying to soften up to still be West Coast, but be more appealing to that, to that crowd. Well, we've also gotten to the point where we drink pilsners all the time this is true and so we drink pilsners and we want more bitterness again because deep down our favorite beer is still a west coast ipa without a doubt but well not for me but generally speaking yeah. i should say it's still a west coast if IPA. we were a voting system yes you know. yes uh west coast ipa is my second favorite beer so I, I'll, I'll i'll put it up at the top for the mm -hmm. means of this conversation we all love west coast ipas right but pilsners are the girl in the meme, and you look by and you're like, ooh, Pilsners. Reminds but then you realize that you're drinking really light beers constantly, and you miss you miss the bitterness at the back end of that West Coast IPA. You miss the punch. Have you ever seen... Wow. Have you ever seen Pulp Fiction? Yes. Okay. Many times. There's the scene when Travolta has to show up with Uma, who's ODing, mm -hmm. and he shows up to Eric Stoltz's house, right? Eric Stoltz is the actor. Yes. And he's the dealer. He sold him heroin earlier, and she was snorting it. And sorry, kids, cover your ears, earmuffs. And he has this conversation when he's selling him the H. He says, "Man, Coke, Coke is dead. Heroin is coming back <laughs> in a big mother effing way." <laughs> and I kind of feel that it's like, you know, man, West Coast IPAs—they're dead, but Pilsners coming back mm. in a big mother effing way. I mean, it's just the thought I had in my brain right that's now. That's funny, but it, what I was saying was almost the opposite. Like, we, we've we gone on the Pilsner train for the last two years that now we want the West Coast now IPA to come back. Now we're back at West back. Coast? Yeah. Well, that's mean, what I, I'm saying. I don't think I ever left. Well, I mean, you drink more Pilsners than West Coast now. You think so? Yeah. Because you tell me all the time, you're like, I just want quick, easy, light drinking beers. That is true. I want almost every time you I crushed go, a six pack of Freem Pilsner. This almost weekend. every time I go somewhere, the first beer I get is a light lager. Yeah, well, that's I mean that's fine. It's a it's a good palate palate starter, and you get you get going on your day. But it's uh, and not everybody wants to make a Hellas or a Vienna, so I drink Pilsners, which you hate. You would like them to. I would like them to. All right, let's get to the third beer. Boy, we should probably rinse these glasses, but we're not going to. No, sounds great. <laughs> Just fired up. <laughs> uh, this is a collaboration as well, uh, also in Washington. This is Rubens, and you said it's the Washington Brewers Guild? I think it's the Home Brewers Guild. Home, Home Brewers, Brewers Guild, Guild, Seattle proper. Ooh. So it's their little region. 
Uh, the beer is called Stouter Limits, and uh, it's a stout. Well, Rubens has been Rubens has been on a big kick. It's their ten year anniversary, um, and so they've been putting out a ton of collabs. This is the first one I've seen that's not been a double IPA, a triple, and a hazy. I think those are the only other ones I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an imperial stout, by the way. Yeah, what are we looking at? Uh, there's nothing else on here. What's it called? Uh, Stouter Limits. Stouter Limits. He is uh, risen. Unless this is no, it's the government warning. Yeah, it just says 2012 on the side, so 10th anniversary series. That's why they would put that there. And it just says Imperial Stout. No, nothing else. But I, I saw Rubens, and I saw Collab, and I saw Stout, and I went, okay, sure, I'll try it. I'm not someone like you who drinks a lot of Rubens. I, the most Rubens I drink is because you bring Rubens in. Oh, God, I love Rubens. Whether to the baseball show or to this podcast, <clears throat> but uh, I don't drink a lot of Rubens beer, and when I see something like this on the shelf... I don't think I've ever had a Reuben Stout. Have we? Um, no. I don't think so. Because we have the um, Fremont Stouts, <clears throat> but we never had the Reuben Stouts. Yeah, we love the Fremont. I mean, I love, especially the Dark Star series, yeah. Spice Wars. That's my jam. Uh, Stouter Limits is a massive, all caps, Imperial Stout brewed with literally tons of malt and super long boil. Literally. So that it can reach a mouth-filling 12.5 ABV. This beer is thick, heavy, rich, and packing a wallop. Uh, I'm sorry, some did really, you say 12 point, Oh my God. 12.5%. Um, the Homebrewers Guild of Seattle proper. This is the homebrew club where our co-founder, Adam Robbings, cut his teeth, leading to the formation of our brewery. In fact, a number of our recipes still date back to those heady days of homebrewing. Homebrewing is the epitome of glass backwards, Brewing unconstrained by production efficiencies, which Adam learned at the club and carried those philosophies forward to this very day at the brewery. Okay, so that didn't really explain a lot, though. It's just heavy. Well, I mean, well, yeah, about the beer, I just think the story's kind of cool. Oh, yeah. I just think the story's kind of cool. Well, that's why they collab with the Homebrewers Guild on this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, boy, it smells boozy. Take a, yeah. take a, take a little snifferoonie there. Ooh. It's, it's a boozy sniff right there. Yeah, you definitely. That's what's like honest. really, really, really. Boozy. Do you think? Do you think, Mike? Let me ask. Like to 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 kind of go with this as as a dark beer drinker, as somebody who tends to drink frequently high ABV beers. Mm-hmm. Does the smell and taste of alcohol turn you off or turn you on? Like I, <laughs> I knew I shouldn't have said that. Does it? Bow chicka wow yeah, wow. Yeah. Is is it something that you're looking for? dislike uh, i mean obviously the easy answer is balance you know the, the easy answer is obviously balance but when it comes to you smell something that you can that you know it's boozy is, is that a deterrent or is that just kind of like i know the territory i'm in uh for me it has become a deterrent um making a beer extra boozy and strong just to make it extra boozy and strong that's not doing it for me the reason I like Imperial Stouts, the reason I like barrel-aged Stouts is because of the depth of flavor. Okay. If you make something that is overly boozy, you're wiping the flavor out. All I'm going to get is a hint of what you want and then alcohol. Right. And I don't like that. That's not why I drink Stouts. Did I'm not you- drinking Stouts for bang for my buck. Get messed up. I'm drinking it because I love the flavors. I love 
chocolate and toffee and vanilla and and caramel and mm-hmm. all these things that you get in these dark in barrel aged beers and the barrel quality not not mm-hmm. to mention that that's what i want do you think that uh, uh oh we're joined by mike lynch here uh interviewing him talking about his love for dark beer do you think uh like say early Thanks for day- having me patrick <laughs> early days of this podcast or even before that I mean, it's hard to say because, you know, we've both come so far in the three plus years we've been doing this. <clears throat> is is it something you used to like or is it something that you just didn't notice was kind of an off-putting thing? It's the latter. I would just kind of be like, well, that's a flavor in this beer and then just still drink it. Yeah. Whereas now, and to be honest, with this beer, it's too much. I think it's way too much. It's like completely muddying the flavor of what I imagine would be a decent Imperial stout, but it's just an alcohol bomb. Yeah. It almost, it, it, it it almost is making this beer taste. This is going to sound terrible, but it tastes a little like toothpaste to me. Oh, interesting. Like it, it almost has turned whatever flavor is in this beer into like minty because the alcohol content was so high. It like over sweetened it and you get that artificial like mint flavor. Interesting. That's kind of what I'm getting out of this. Beer. I don't get that. I don't drink these beers that often. Um, but I do think that minty thing is almost like a cilantro thing for people. Mm-hmm. Like some people taste it and some people don't. Right. And maybe I don't. I think this beer's way too boozy. It's way too much. Way too I mean, like drop it down by like two percent. And then geez. Like it doesn't taste overly bad. It's just you get that punch of it's like you're taking a shot. Mm-hmm. The like shudder when you take your first shot that you get and like your entire body convulses because you shouldn't be taking a straight shot of alcohol. It, that's kind of how I feel drinking this beer. It's really that, hot. I'm really upset about it because I really wanted to like this beer. Yeah, I get I get in, in the back end. It's kind of like something that you would want. I don't know. You you kind of want to finish. You know, I, I, I think I think the earliness of this beer is kind of cool. And That's then what the, she said. And then the back of it is is a little kerosene. Yeah. And I don't like drinking gasoline. Yep. Yep. But what's interesting Which to is, me. I'm surprised also by this, to be honest. Well, with what's you. interesting to me, and I don't want to take a shot at, you know, the the homebrewers guild of Seattle proper or any homebrewers out there. But in some of the some of the roughest homebrew I've ever had no matter the style, and homebrew is tough. And I love that they acknowledged it when I was reading off the website that you're working backwards because you have so many deficiencies. You don't have, like, the chemicals to clean the way you want. You don't have, you know, the ways to keep things from being oxidized like you do at a brewery. So I understand the challenges, and I I do not mean to slight that, but some of the worst homebrew I've ever had always tastes like gasoline. Mm. And it's weird that this is a collab with a homebrew company, and I get gasoline. But it was brewed at Rubens. I, I would assume yeah. if it's canned, nobody's you know got a five gallon bucket that they've put in cans <laughs> to get sold to the market. Right. Um, yeah, not my favorite. By far, my least favorite Rubens beer. Yeah, not my favorite either. So, uh, but yeah, you don't need to go this high ABV, guys. Like that. Uh, 12.5%. Yeah, When's the I last think, time you saw a beer like that? I mean, you, they're they're everywhere. You're just not necessarily just, I, buying them yeah. or seeing them. Um I just I just think when you're going to make an imperial stout, I think anything above 10 is reserved for barrel age. Yeah. And cuz the barrel quality really like 
adds so much depth right. that it cuts some of the high ABV. If you get that, and it's kind a natural of, higher alcohol level from just sitting there, right? Yeah, and if you get that booziness out of a barrel aged beer, it's usually cut with oak character, whiskey character, brandy character, whatever it is. So that tasting just you know this is like my biggest knock on vodka i'm like that's just like purified ethanol like you know i'm not really interested just, i'm not really interested in that to where even though you can take a shot of whiskey and you're like oh my god my mouth's on fire that's hot but there's still flavors that yep. coincide with that that help cut that just blank alcohol flavor and i think that's what happens when you go this high sometimes yep. all right well let's pick a beer of the week i would say it's pretty obvious Based on the way that we've uh, talked about it, uh, I believe it's the Lucky Day IPA is the beer of the week, is it not? <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to find out. That's what we call a radio tease. Oh, are we going to do a second segment? Oh, no. Let's keep going. Yeah, I choose Lucky Day. <laughs> that was my favorite beer. I was going to say we were going to do like a two-minute segment on the other side. <laughs> There's no new beer to drink. We're just going to pick it. <laughs> I guess that's true. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I I mean, I liked this Keller, this Keller bitter, too. I, I think both of them were really cool beers. I thought that was really interesting. I just struggle with the Keller flavor. Um, so interesting. I'm yeah. gonna like go into a you know like YouTube hole, not really on YouTube, but I'm gonna go into a rabbit hole and try to figure out what it is about Keller that you don't like. Do you like Vienna Lager? Yes. Do you like Fest beers? Yes. Do you like Meritsons? Yes. Do you like Oktoberfest beers? Yes. Oh, interesting. I would like to find what it is about Keller you don't like. Well, <laughs> let me know next week if you do. Oh, I'll forget. This is the, I'm like I'm like on this now. And it's nine forty like, at nine forty two. It's gone. Yeah, oh yeah. I'll be like, this is a great idea. You should write it down. Yeah, I'll write it down in like ten minutes. Four minutes goes by and it's gone. And it's gone. <laughs> and it's and gone. It's gone. What's well, gonna do it for us this week? Um, thank you guys so much for listening, and thank you for being patient with us as uh, we're working through some crazy scheduling stuff with this podcast right now. But. Uh, Maybe uh, next week we can get into a style. Has it been in a while for a style? It has been We're a while. Just trying to throw some stuff out there. It's been a while for a style. We'll get to do a location episode when you return from Minneapolis. Yep. Um, did we do a Minneapolis episode? I mean, I've been there right. when we started this podcast. Right. I don't think we did one because I only went to one place. So. Yeah, I don't think so. So we can do that. And um, I know we keep promising it. We will get back out into the field. Yep. As you will. Yep. And uh, start doing some takeovers as well at some point. We but, ran into uh, a bunch of people at OBAs. And so hopefully that yes. uh, that will get us going. Um, but uh, subscribe, rate, review, download wherever you find us. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Can't say. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 